Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and we've got a great guest today, Tom. We do, I see. That's right. It's Tiffany Leeper. Now, Tiffany is the president and founder of Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking. Welcome, wow. by the way. Thank you. Tiffany, so to this, much, uh, Deacon Jeff. So that's right. So we'll have to get her a cup of coffee to welcome her. Absolutely. Uh, now, I will say to all of our listeners that we're going to talk maybe in a little adult way today. It now, is. We'll just keep a things. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be okay. You can listen to it. It's, <laughs> but we are going to talk about some hard truths, aren't we? Absolutely. Tiffany? And absolutely. it's absolutely necessary that we talk about these things. But I just want folks at home to know that if you think uh, your child or whatever is listening and you you don't want this is a time when you might want to tune out on the right. Catholic Cafe, but uh, but I really highly advise those who uh, are interested in what's going on in our world today culturally, especially when it comes to pornography, this is a show we need to listen to, yep. don't we? Absolutely. There's so much going on in the world that's just destructive in this realm. So We, we should probably Lord. start by talking about just sort of like maybe breaking down some just some old stereotypes about, you know, what porn is. And we will we'll tell jokes about it. We see it even on today's television shows. People will laugh it off. And it's something that everybody does or all the guys do or it's normal to have a box of magazines somewhere or whatever right but the reality there's so much more involved here in terms of like actually just being destructive to human families to human persons and how horrible it is in our society that's so true and you hear that in tv shows like you said deacon jeff and you know comics and even friends or you hear that in a cafe or, or a coffee store And, you know, what people don't realize is that these are people's lives. And, um, you know, I lost a relationship due to um, a boyfriend being exposed to Playboy magazine, softcore porn at the age of nine at a friend's house. Right. And I I would guarantee if you did a survey, I would bet you that the vast majority of adults would say that, well, you know, that's not so bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And then what they don't realize and what, you know, the facts are proving and all the research is coming out now is saying it starts there and it leads because they, they get desensitized and it leads to greater things like child porn it starts with playboys right then it goes into child Some really porn. dark stuff right because of the way our brain works and that's why there's a lot of neuroscientists now who are releasing this information that it's harder to break than a cocaine addiction it it's, is, it's it is really a drug and truly a mm-hmm. natural progression isn't yes it? it's, it's nature at work Absolutely. there's scientific studies that show this that uh what are the their chemicals in your brain dopamine yes, dopamine and, serotonin right. and and we need to you know once we become desensitized to something we have certain levels of that right. but then we want something greater to get a higher, you know, dosage of that serotonin. So that's why you see users of adult hardcore porn going to child porn or acting out in trafficking. As tragic as all this is, it's one of the reasons why you're involved in this Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking. And everyone, I think everyone understands what porn is, Mm -hmm. whether we think it's serious or or a big problem or not. Mm -hmm. But I think, why did you add the term human trafficking to Mm -hmm. your, the name of your organization? That's such a great question. In 2005, I started Girls Against Porn and because, you know, I had lost a relationship to it. But as more of the research came out in the past few years and um, scientists and and all of the stories that we were hearing, we really, truly began to see and so 
or a lot of other people and experts, that porn is creating the demand for trafficking. You can't, as anti-trafficking advocates, just fight trafficking because you'll never get rid of trafficking. You have to address the root of the problem. But most people think that trafficking was just like trucking a bunch of people across the border. Yes. Like, like hijacking a group of people, telling them one thing they're going to do this, but then you end up uh, you know, kidnapping or, right. or trapping some folks. Into and enslaving people. Whatever. Enslaving them. Yeah. And that's half of the story, right? Because that's where the results and, and people are over there being trafficked. But then you have to ask yourself, why are they being trafficked? Because there's, if you look on the front end, there's a demand. There are people from the U.S. and different countries going to Southeast Asia to have sex with children because they are addicted to porn. There's story after story where we see that, where they're caught doing that, right. and they're caught with porn and magazines. So you have to look back and see, why is this happening? Why is this a billion-dollar industry, and why are there 27 million slaves in the world? There has to be a reason for that. And if you're chopping at a tree and you expect it to die... It's not going to die. Right. You have to pull it up by the root, right? And we're not analyzing what the root of the problem is. And massively, it is porn. And when you look at porn, a lot of times when the girls are trafficked, the, the traffickers are videotaping them and then selling that as right. porn, too. So it's, it's it's multifaceted in how porn is involved. And they also, the traffickers, will use porn videos to train the girls on what they should do with their clients 20 to 30 times a day. I mean, day. it really is, in, in essence, it is a, a form of coercion, kidnapping. Yes, fraud, um, coercion. Uh, you know, people will get upset when we hear about the, some of the terrible things that have happened even in the Catholic Church. Yes. Right, when a person in right. authority and power betrays a trust. Yes. You know, even to yes. someone who's vulnerable. And so many times it's, it's children because they are the most vulnerable right. uh, in so many ways. And yet right. we're seeing the same exact thing, maybe even happening on steroids, right? Yes. In our entire world and people not even realizing. Yeah. That in order for some person to sit at midnight in the darkened room on a computer, yes. that there are lives that are being absolutely devastated Affected by it. Absolutely. By it's not just staying on the Internet. It's not just streaming of obscenity in these videos. It's at a certain point. People who are addicted will have to act out because of the neuroscience. Again, mm -hmm. the the wanting of serotonin and dopamine and those levels and that's why we're seeing more and more of it there really needs to be and there are more studies based on that but i think there needs to be almost a database of how many are tied that were addicted to porn and now have acted out in trafficking because we're going to start to see more and more of those stories and the the previous amount of trafficking victims was 27 million and guess what that's increasing it's over 30 million now well, because there's a, great, a greater demand because the, you're not right, addressing the demand situation right mm -hmm. we keep chopping at the leaves of a tree but we're not taking out by the root. Well, and there's some mm -hmm. devastating numbers also in terms of people who are utilizing porn. And, you know, most of our listeners are probably thinking that this is particularly just a male problem. Yes. And to a certain degree, mm -hmm. I understand that being a male, I understand having counseled and talked to many males preaching and teaching. We right. talk about this. And, and it has traditionally been a male problem, and yes. yet that's changing, isn't it? It is, massively. And, you know, we know that the Lord um, built men to be visual more so with men, you know, mm -hmm. than he did women. I say we're purpose, wired differently. That's wired the way different. I kind of That's a good way to describe right. it. It's true. It's true for, you know, procreation purposes in that sense. But now when we look at the statistics, 30% of Christian women are addicted to porn. And the statistics in 2015 were that between the ages of women 18 to 30, they view porn once a month at a rate of 76% of 18 to 30-year-old women. Just, it's that floors me. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, I guess we, we look at, and uh, 
Um, and these are young people. Yes. And this is what we where we would say 20 or 30 years ago that this was mm-hmm. really harmless. You talked about the Playboy. Right. Right. And, right. Uh, and you would say that, well, this is soft core. It's harmless. They're, and then really, to a certain degree, it really maybe can be construed to be art. Mm-hmm. Right. And certain. And yet. Mm-hmm. At the, but I guess the point is, as you start to progress in the natural progression, it gets worse and worse and worse. And where we thought this was really harmless. Yes. And now yes. what we're seeing is young people who aren't getting in married anymore. Right. 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 It's, it's destroyed the concept of marriage. Exactly. And we have we have attacks on marriage. Yes. Right. Different types of people who normally wouldn't be wanting to get married are wanting to get married. Yes. And yet the ones who would normally be getting married aren't wanting to get married. Right. It's just right. sort of an upside down version yes. uh, of morality. And then so now we're starting to see these young people who are especially younger women yes. are starting to look at porn. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Why are some of the reasons why a young woman might fall into that? It's a very intriguing question. And we have um, some volunteers on our team. And I really had to get an understanding, you know, of why that is. And, and I've heard that there's different reasons as to why men are, you know, because it's the visualization and, and the search for intimacy, too, but the more of the visual components. But women, and we're kind of seeing this maybe in the Shades of Grey book phenomenon, mm-hmm. And all that coming about and then topics is that they're looking for true intimacy, romance, love, and they're not finding it a lot of times or a lack of availability of men because men are now not getting married, right? Because what are they doing? They're they're sitting in front of their computers watching porn Mm -hmm. and that's killing their love life. It's killing them sexually. It's killing them from being able to be able to relate to women and not view them as objects. So now you see that and you look at the, how is that affecting the women? Well, now they're being addicted to porn because there's a, a lack of available men to have a healthy relationship with and they are searching for the romance and the intimacy and the love that they're not finding especially in the christian realm and there might not be men in the church that they can date so they're turning to porn women are and romance romance novels and things like that to bring that in their life something that they're now i will say that my wife reminds me constantly that i only have one shade of gray by the way (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm not uh, there's uh, no different exactly right well but i will say these women, is it also, is there a connection to that same thing? We, we see that, uh, I know we're not talking about, although there is violence involved in this, but mm-hmm. some women will get trapped in a cycle of violence. In other words, yes. they keep finding a man that is violent yes. because they've been, I guess, um, morally and, and dignity-wise, they've been That's beaten down. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when you're taught, and psychologists will talk about this, right, that the biggest important um, relationship for a young girl to have is a relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. Because she looks to that in her future to see what her husband should be like, right? And with that's missing or her husband or her father molested her or there was some sort of father figure in her life, you know, that wasn't a healthy relationship, she's going to carry that with her. And you see elements of that. And that's why we see 80 per, 86% of prostitutes were molested as children. Mm. So they, they're, they're not empowered as women. Right. They have a skewed um, reality of what men and the role and what's acceptable and what isn't in their lives lives. So there again, you see men who are maybe addicted, who, who molested young girls. And that's another avenue of porn's destruction on women. And again. you know, we're also, when, when you talk about porn, human trafficking, and these kind of things, we're not in an isolated little realm. It's yeah. connected intrinsically to the family. And so as the, as the, the yeah. secular world tries to destroy the family, and we see more and more um, children born out of wedlock, right? Yes. With, without that father figure, yes, absolutely. So young men have no way to understand what a what a real man is supposed to be like, right? Right. So they're right. raised in a in a with with just and these are Sing beautiful. Along. 
Mm-hmm. Some of these are beautiful, powerful women that right. are sort of forced in this situation where they do the best they can to right. raise. But these young Absolutely. men don't have father figures. No. Neither do the young women right. who grow up without understanding what true love really is and how a man yes. gives himself like from Ephesians 5, just gives himself totally to his wife as Christ gave himself to the church. That's right. And a healthy relationship as God intended it. And that's being so skewed and completely flipped and overturned Mm -hmm. because without that, you know, and if they're raised by a single mom, I was raised by a single mom, but, um, you know, she was a God fearing woman and she did the best that she could, but you're seeing a lack of male role models. Or if the parents are working two and three jobs, just to put food on the table, they're not going to have time to make sure that their son has, you know, a good male role model in their life a lot of times, or even be able to watch what he's watching on his phone or computer or at friends' houses. You know, she has got so much to take care of on her own just with putting food on the table. So there you go. You have an absence of that male, um, you know, important role model in there. And that just brings upon a whole realm of, you know, the entrance of porn into their lives to grab them. We're talking with Tiffany Leeper. She's the president and founder of Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking. We have much more to talk with Tiffany about. And it's a very, very important topic. Um, but before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Little is known about the details of the life of St. Lucy. She lived in Syracuse in Italy in the early 4th century. One tradition tells us that her mother raised her to be a pious and holy young girl. She prayed fervently and often. St. Lucy decided at a young age to consecrate herself to God, but she did so secretly because she thought her mother would not approve. In fact, She had already made arrangements to have St. Lucy married to a wealthy and influential pagan in town. However, her mother, who had been ill for a very long time, was miraculously cured after her daughter prayed for her at the tomb of St. Agatha. She was so thankful to God for this blessing that when she discovered that St. Lucy wanted nothing more than to live as a bride of Christ, she eagerly and thankfully gave her approval to her daughter's willingness to live out her vocation. Her rejected suitor, however, was not as thankful, to say the least. When he heard what had happened, he gave St. Lucy's name to the local governor and told him she was a Christian. This was, in effect, a death sentence, as Christians at this time were being persecuted, most being subjected to unimaginable torture and painful deaths. Tradition tells us that St. Lucy's eyes were gouged out. In fact, she is usually depicted in artwork holding a plate with her eyes upon it. But even though she was blinded in this horrible way, St. Lucy would not recant her love of Christ. Finally, after much suffering at the hands of her persecutors, she was eventually martyred. The name of Lucy literally means light, and it was evident that even though she was blinded, she could still see clearly the light of truth that shone brightly in the fledgling church of the 4th century. And her clear vision can serve as a tremendous example for us. In fact, she has been named the patroness of the blind. 
we can all in a sense be blinded, blinded by the allurement of sin, and it is only through the mercy of God that we are healed. It is only through the light of Christ that we can truly see again. St. Lucy is one of the many Catholic saints who can help us see that light. By following in her brave and holy ways, we too can be healed of our blindness. Her feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on December 13th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Tom, this is really uh, uh, interesting stuff. It's intense. Yeah, it is intense. And actually, it's very serious. It's difficult to hear. Uh, it's just amazing how um, how much we're finding out. And, you know, some things we kind of knew, Tiffany. Right. We're talking to Tiffany Leeper, and she's with Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking. And we're going to talk more about that organization here in a bit. But it's amazing to me how um, some of the things that maybe we thought were true, and we come to find out they really aren't true. Like when you start small and sort of in what seems like a harmless way. Right. Right, and how that can grow. It's kind of like yes. this concept, the, the Catholic concept of like venial sin. Say, well, it's just a venial sin. It's not a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a yet, slippery slope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, enough venial sins, you add them up and you start realizing that they've affected your life. And you're now you're suddenly in mortal sin. Right. No one wakes up one morning in a perfectly happy marriage and says, I'm going to commit adultery. Right. 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 It builds right. with the jokes, with the flirting, with the alcohol, with whatever. And it's all these different things. These little things come together to create something big and terrible. Yes. And one of the things one of the things I want to talk about for a second is you'll hear a lot of people talk about this idea that well this is freedom of expression or it's art or it's my right it's my body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And and yeah. that in and of itself while you might think from a purely legalistic point of view it might be uh, I guess okay or tenable or acceptable but the reality is that's just as devastating isn't it It sure is and I think this goes back to how you know media culture entertainment skews our views on things right my mentor Dr. Ted Bear says he who controls the media controls the culture mm-hmm. so you have a movie like um, The People versus Larry Flint and what did that hail him as you know a free speech king and um, achiever because he won the right to distribute porn so people thought and that's what the porn industry wants everybody to think he only won the right to parody a public figure it's all he won it was not a free speech case in the Mm. sense that the porn industry has made everybody believe and Gloria Steinem and other people have been trying to tell people that with that movie you know they have completely skewed the truth in 1973 there was a case Miller versus California which deemed that obscenity is not protected by the First Amendment that was a Supreme Court decision, and every obscenity hmm. case um, that has been that has gone to them has been upheld because of that case. So you have a three prong test, even um, that, that goes towards prosecutions, whether they're scientific, artistic, or literary in nature, and that's the three prong test that all of these prosecutions have to go for. And if, if it's deemed that it's one of those, and it's not obscene, but everything else generally is found to be obscene. We still have those laws on the books; they've been there since the late 1800s, and there's so many people who fought to have those laws on the books because they knew how important it was. But those laws aren't being enforced. So that right, is getting, what we They're getting on. dusty, right? They I mean, are. They're, 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 not, they're being not being enforced by yes. all the way to the federal government. Federal government, Department of Justice, it's their job to do it. And they have simply shut down the adult hardcore um, and obscenity they, they, section. Yeah, they used to have a whole... Yeah corral of folks who were focused on that, right? Absolutely. Well, that room they is sure empty did. now, right? It is. It's completely, and they've done it quietly. 
And Pat Truman, um, who is with Morality and Media, uh, used to be the, the chief of that division, of the Child Exploitation Division. And so he battles and his organization battles to get those law enforced because they used to prosecute. And if things, if things go in steps... Yes. Right. So that is going to dis- that disappears. Yes. Prosecution of that. Well, what's next to disappear? Exactly. Child porn and all those things yes. become more socially acceptable Absolutely. as abhorrent as they are. Absolutely. And you have diminished resources now. And oh, the yeah. FBI is always complaining about that. They don't have enough resources and even to attack child porn. And now we know with the dark web, there are so there's so much more child porn out there that they can't even tackle. So they're going to. But we don't, Tiffany, we don't want to blame the government. And and I shouldn't say that they're not at fault in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. right? There may be Mm -hmm. evil people, right, in the government who are doing evil things. I agree with that and understand that concept. Right. But the reality is the government does what the people seem to want. Exactly. Right? And so there's there's a problem. I I did want to just, just for a spiritual moment, I know we're the Catholic cafe, right? We want to look at our scripture just for a second. And there's one that comes to heart that I just really, that that I'm thinking about, obviously, in this, this, uh, when St. Paul's letter, uh, his first letter to the Corinthians, Mm -hmm. right? In Mm -hmm. in the sixth chapter, he says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? And do do we not realize that? He goes on to say, for you have been purchased at a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And we think about all the things that we've done, you know, personally in sin with our bodies. And it's not glorifying God. We're embarrassed. We're ashamed. And yet the whole world is sort of like dropping a curtain over this. Yes. As if it's not. Yes. And we forget that, that. that God has always given us this beautiful body yes. to to love one other person, right? Right, and and right. to be as the crown of His creation to participate yes. in creation, to be part of the creative process. How beautiful it is to procreate, you know, when you're unified to this one other person. How right. beautiful it is, and yet it's gotten so distorted, and we've sort of walked into that. It's not government's fault. Mm-hmm. Now it exacerbates mm-hmm. and makes it worse, but right. really at, at the heart of this are people who are thinking it's not a big deal. It's a spiritual matter, yeah. And if you don't take care of the body and the soul we call porn the cancer of the soul Mm, because i think mm. that's a great way to describe it it really eats at you until there's nothing left right and god gave us our body i mean that's what we are here for to be representative of him and his word and if we don't have that intact what do we have you know, we, it completely, the devil doesn't have to do much because all he has to do is throw porn here and there and he can keep everybody busy. <laughs> and they are not out there witnessing. Yeah. They're not out there doing the Lord's work because they're busy with porn. So yeah. he has the perfect So, setup. Tiffany, someone listening to this program is probably saying, well, maybe they don't themselves have a, 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 an issue or problem or addiction or whatever. But right. but there are also people who think, well, I, I, I agree with you. I agree this is a problem and we should do something about it. And yet people start to feel kind of powerless. Like, yes. what can I do? Yes. I'm just a grandmother from somewhere. Right. And I don't really can't do anything by myself. I understand that my grandson or my my uh, my daughter or whatever has issues with this, and yet what, what can, well, I'm powerless to do anything about it. Right, right. And we get that all the time. There's people that realize it, that they want to help this next generation, you know, in stopping this, but they, they don't know where to start because it's so big. So I kind of would just want to give an inspira- inspirational kind of story. There were two grandmothers in the U.K., Pippa Smith and Miranda Suet, and they started an organization. Pippa. Pippa. Oh, that's yeah. right. Isn't that a great name? Grandma named I named Pippa. my cat Pippa after her. Ah, <laughs> uh, beautiful. Wow, so what much. an honor. Yes. <laughs> so they um, were so hurt by what porn was doing, and to this day they are the two women um, who are responsible for the porn blocking in, in the United Kingdom. 
And, Interesting. Wow. So just these two, two little old grandmas. ladies, right? These yes. so seemingly uh, harmless little old ladies. Hippa. Yeah. Right? Little yep. Pippa and her friend. Miranda. Miranda. Yes, so got, go together. Yes. And all together. Mr. Yes, Cameron. Very rural areas <laughs> right. in the UK. Yes. Beautiful. And how did they do that? Did they, did they... they actually, um, a group of the anti-porn advocates came together in 2007 um, and put together an academic book of papers um, in partnership with the Witherspoon Institute. The book that came from that symposium was called The Social Cost of Pornography. Excellent book. If you can right. Google it and, and get a copy, very resourceful. Um, they got a copy of that, and they realized the detriments by reading it. They gave a copy of that to um, Claire Perry, who was a member of Parliament. She read it, was just you know right. enthralled with it and couldn't believe everything that was happened. She took it to David Cameron, and the ball star started rolling from there. And next thing you know, and it, next it's, thing you know, he is going to the ISPs and having negotiations with them blocking porn. End of, just ordinary folks who yep. are moved Absolutely. by something, you know, Absolutely. realize the devastation, realize the problem, can yes. do something about it. Yes. And it may seem like we can't, but the reality is we can. That's right. If you just speak up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's a quote by Edmund Burke, right, that, you know, the travesty of, of things not being done is people who aren't speaking up, That's basically, right. is what he's saying. You're so right. you're, you're complicit in that if you're not doing what you can do in your area, in your community, even taking small steps yeah. like they did. Yeah. So, Tiffany, I know there's some folks also who might be thinking, well, how do I find out more about your organization, Girls Against Porn and Human Trafficking? What, where do they go and what are they going to find when they go and find more information? Absolutely. Well, our website is always changing. We're always adding new information and campaigns, but it's um, www.girlsagainstporn.com. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. We're trying to keep up with all the technology that's mm-hmm. out there now. So please write us. We have an Ask Us page, you know, on the Gap uh, website where women or anybody can ask us questions, too, if they want more information. So, so. are there other inspiring stories or, or do you find... Uh, what resources are available to people who might be interested in finding out more? Maybe they have someone yes. in their family who's who's struggling with this, or maybe they, they themselves want to know something more Absolutely. about this. Absolutely, and that's so key because if you, what I originally thought when I started Girls Against Porn was that um, there's nobody out there like me. I'm the only one, so I need to put up a website with books so that people will have some resources that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. The minute I do, I did that. All these women would email me and start telling me their story. So it was so empowering because I knew then I wasn't alone. So what we did with that is we put that in a blog. So all the women who've written to us over the years, all of their stories are on one blog. My, I have a blog with my co-blogger, Carolyn, who lost a mar- marriage mm. to porn. So she and I will blog and give the women um, tips and tools and, and just inspiration and encouragement, you know, if they're battling with that now. And then we also have a new blogger, Lauren, who is now addressing her struggle as a former female porn addict. And mm. so she's walking through and blogging for women who are now struggling with porn, too. Wow. Three different blogs. So that website is girlsagainstporn.com. Dot com. Please yeah. visit. Yeah, we'd Tiffany, love to hear from you. Thank you so much for thank coming you, and enlightening Deacon us. And we're going to get you to come back because this is obviously a big me. problem. It's going to take a lot of shows to kind of conquer all these things. It's so an epidemic. Thanks yep. so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you have created us in your image and likeness and have called each of us by name. Help us to live in love, respecting the human dignity of every person, and to treat our bodies as temples of your Holy Spirit. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. 
If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.